This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? Uh, my name is Julie Dixit. And what would you say is your primary role in the line dance community? Um, I just enjoy social dancing and meeting people around the world and traveling. Are you an instructor as well, or mostly? No, just... I did have a go at it um, maybe twenty years ago, but I couldn't. I couldn't deal with the stress of teaching, so I found it really difficult learning dances all week, and then um, it, people didn't really pay attention, and I didn't like that. So I went back on the other side, and went back into the social side. As a social dancer, where are some of the places you've gone? Um, inside the UK, everywhere, outside the UK, mainly the US, Switzerland, um, just uh, Europe, Ireland, um, just wherever um, I get invited and if I fancy having some sightseeing then um, I'll go for it. I'd like to go to Australia, that's the one place I haven't been, so maybe one day I'll get there. Now, I've, I've heard that in the UK, it's just all over the place. You know, they, they yes. have very niche places that have very. been doing the same ones for a while, and then others are yes. kind of looking to the world and seeing who's doing what where. Yeah. Um, if you were just to go, like, top to bottom across the island, uh, wh- what would you say about uh, each of the places as people who have never been over there? Um, I think with the UK, I have a, a, a little bit of a Dixon theory. Mm. Um Line dancing came to be uh, in the mid-90s in Great Britain when a group called called Steps, a pop group, appeared on the scene and they had a music video that had line dancing and it became a bit of a trend at the time. So going back to the 90s, the the small amount of people that line danced before that was in the 50s then. So they're like now in their late 70s um, and a lot of these young people that came into it stayed and a lot dropped out as the fad you know, went on and on and I think that's where the break came because the youngsters wanted more than what was available through this resurgence by steps and the, the older generation weren't particularly well welcoming of the young scene so the split has always been there since day one with the country what became New Line listening groups you know if you go to listening clubs in Great Britain you don't dance you're not allowed to dance oh you just listen to country music and it will say on the door um, listening listening club only no I've, nev- I've never heard of such a thing yeah and then you have um, country venues where only partner dancing is allowed not line dancing um, I'm shocked that they need rules for that so I think wow. it's a bit of a generational thing that those people who were my age when back in the early 90s are, are now quite elderly mm. so the divide is bigger now because mm. of the ages as well mm. it's not always true because you do get old people do the new stuff but in England not so much sure here travelling I notice that here everybody's open to learning at any level it's not important what the level is they just learn everything in England they don't even go to a mixed event. It's either, um, you know, a beginner weekend, an intermediate weekend, an improver weekend, or an advanced weekend. Wow. Very few that are everything. Interesting. Yeah. Where, where do you tend to find yourself more often? 
Um, I do everything. I'm quite lucky because I've been dancing for 20 odd years. I, I'm happy in a country club, dance all night, happy at a new line event. Maybe not dance all night because I'm not very funky, <laughs> but do my version. So I can I can go across the whole spectrum. Um, so, yeah, I will, I will do anything really. Now, we're always on the lookout for new beginner dances because we teach yeah. a lot of first timers, uh, but you know, they're also willing to learn any genre of music uh, dance. So I'm curious, what are some floor-filling, super popular beginner dances over there that may or may not make the, uh, the jump if we were to bring them in? Um, things like Lonely Drum. Um, I'm not, I will be honest, I don't really pay attention to beginner dances. I'm long past that. Um, I think, if I, without naming a dance, the kind of dance that I think is best for beginners are the type that like sometimes Darren, Fred do, where they're very simple steps or uh, Easy Love. Have you seen Easy Love? Is that the one that's Carol based from, from, from France? It's based on the song, uh, like, one, two, three, ABC or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the basic dance of that is just basically moving from one side to another. But once you put, you know, arms in and, uh, you know, shimmies or whatever, you can make people who, who maybe don't know the footwork very well because they're beginners, makes them feel good because they can add a little bit more. And I'm a big fan of... Um, choreographers that will take a, somebody's very basic beginner dance and showcase it as to be available to everybody from a beginner through to an advanced dancer so you've got the floor mixed with a beginner dancer and advanced dancer same dance you would never know mm. but it mixes the floor and it pulls people together so I'm a massive fan of the easy dancers personal favourite of mine is pontoon ah. I love pontoon well, that's good. Um, uh, Grundy Gallop, you know, like, I love them. You just get some fun in them. Uh, Grundy Gallop's an old English, an old English dance. Mm, I'll have to look that one up. And then there's the one that um, uh, Fred and Darren took from a guy in France. You know the one where they... I got yes. a woman. Yeah, I got a woman. So basic. If you saw that dance, when I first saw it, when they choreographed it, you would never know it was the same dance. So it's lovely when they do that. Mm. Steps yeah. are not complicated. Uh, JP likes to open with pontoon at a lot of really? events around here. He'll do that, and then fifty ways. That way, you have uh, people who just want to do their thirty-two count four yeah. wall, and then you know fifty ways exactly. a little more complex. Exactly. Yeah. So, I'm a bit. I'm a big fan of everybody being on the floor. I don't like the segregation of of levels. I like everybody to be on the floor. I'm, I don't do funky. I'm not. I'm a smooth dancer, but it doesn't stop me doing. I just change it how it suits me and then I can stay on the floor so. sounds good yeah so uh, with social dancing there are some of those dances that you know are very reliable for opening the night yes and uh, people will get out there like around here and probably over there you know Gypsy Queen uh, that would be one within the last few years are there any that go back even further that are very popular over there like a black coffee or, or something like that Yes, depending what kind of, of um, social event you're on, every event has its own opening dancers. Hmm. So, you know, if you're at, say, um, the uh, World Dance Masters in August, then it's all the classics from Masters in Line. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, they're the ones that um, are, 
played a lot. If you go to, say, the Kings Hill weekends, which are a big company in England, and it's the Fifty Ways, it's um, the things like I was saying, like Grundy Gallop, Kelly's Cannibals, um, you know, the really, really old English um, electric slide, that kind of thing. It's funny, you mentioned Kelly's Cannibals. We taught Cannibal Stomp <laughs> really? uh, semi-recently <laughs> at uh, Cinema State yeah. University. Yeah. yeah, so it's all that, uh, like Legends, um, which she was discussing the other day, that is basically everything maybe from ten, not up to ten years ago, so it's really all derailed, mm-hmm. um, Deck of 51, you know, all that kind of thing. They're very popular at the events that are attended by the people who started... Mm-hmm. 20, you know, 24 years ago. Deck so. 51, is that the song Flowers on the Wall? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah we, we do a walk in Wazi to that at uh, one of our local places, but it'd be good to know an yeah. actual dance Peace to Train, it. that's a very popular one still mm. uh, from the old dancers. Peace Train. Um, I can't think of them at the top of my head. Um, but yeah, all the old originals mm. from the early 90s are still massively played in England. Not here. Hmm. You don't get them here. Hey, Moni Moni, I've heard, is like a big thing over yes. there. We never see it. Yes, Moni Moni still played. All Maggie Gallagher's dancers hmm. from the very beginning are still floor fillers. Hmm. Always Maggie Gallagher's and Rob's. Um, and, you know, those type of people don't change, really. You know, they, they like to stick to what they know um, at those type of events. And yeah. obviously... Depends what kind of an event you're at. In the Bay Area, we have a couple of um, dance clubs, the Country Quick Steppers and Boots and Buckles, and there's a lot of uh, Michael Barr, Evelyn Canoe, yeah. uh, Charlotte Skeeters, yeah. people who are around 20 years ago, yeah. and those dances are still done yeah. every week. Well, this, we're like that in England. Yep. And, but it depends which ones are done at what kind of an event. So, like, Dangerous, John Robinson... You know, that's really popular with, like, the advanced weekends when they're doing their um, throwback hour or whatever, you know. Um, that's the type of dance. All old Scott, Scott dancers from the beginning. Um, you know, they're a little bit step further than the improver dancers. They go right back to the country, whereas new liners tend to go to the early, um, the early, guy, the early Scott, the early Joe Thompson, you know, those kind of dancers. When was the last time uh, you were at an event where they they put on the you know the first few notes of a song? You're like, oh my goodness, is anyone going to know this one? Like, will anyone remember? Often, mm. I would be honest. Often, mm. yeah, just because I do a lot of events of different styles. So yeah, um, well, one of them is Deck Fifty One. That was one I was on about. I'm like, is anybody going to know this? But you somehow. From years ago, it goes in, it stays in. The minute your foot goes on the floor, you just remember the steps. So, yeah, we do that a lot. Where, um, for me personally, the big one for me is Shiver and Shakes. Hmm. It's a bit of a um, thing with me because I, I do Shiver and Shake and everybody wants to learn it. And I panic because um, like they ask me to do it and then I get up and like, oh, feet work, please. <laughs> so sometimes that happens where you think... Can I remember that? I yeah, I find any time someone turns to me and goes, how does this start? Every I'm like, yeah. Um, yeah. With a foot? <laughs> I have a blank with, do I go left or right if it's a nightclub? Always. Yes. doesn't matter how well I know a dance, I never know which way. And I always have to go, is it left or right? 
Yeah, yeah somebody was just asking that about poetry in motion last night. Yes. Uh, Fiona. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Fiona, is it because you go to left first? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, Masters in Line, uh-huh. there were some uh, some dances, oh, when was it, Big Bang, that were recommended for us to learn okay. uh, by Joey Warren. I'm not sure, uh, you probably don't pretty well. Um, I think uh, was Addicted Addicted was one either yes. by Masters in Line or by Rachel. Yeah. Uh, and you know, there are various other classics by, by a few others. SXE was on the list. Yeah. Ice Cream was on the yeah. list. And... I mean, these are some that we hadn't really seen before. Like, they, they aren't done at our local country bars, of course, and, um, you know, West Coast events, m- m- maybe, maybe not. But on the East Coast, a lot of Masters mm-hmm. Alliance is still very popular, mm-hmm. probably because of all the, uh, the European travel yes. yeah. uh, back and forth. Yeah. What are some that we wouldn't even think of that, that, are, that are really big over there? Well, my top one's Shiver and Shake. Right. right. Um, I wish that was revived because, you know... I could dance it all night. Mm-hmm. Let me love you. Oh, we did that last night. Amazing. Yeah. I just love that dance. Uh, Cheetah. Oh. I can't actually, I don't actually remember it very well, but it's a great, great master's dance, and oh. it's great to watch I've people heard of doing one. it. Yeah, Cheetah. Um, let me think. I some, um, what's Rachel's? Oh, it's gone now. Bring It is another... Do you oh. Bring It? That's on my list. That's yeah. Paul McAdam? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Oh, the foot thing Let's that he does. Deeper completely. Mm-hmm. Absolute number one. Best ever dance. Mm. Rob Fowler. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's uh, amazing. There are lots. I think the Masters in Line era um, produced some of the best choreography and proves it because, you know, it, it hangs around now mm-hmm. where a lot of the things go fade away mm-hmm. but the masters in line will always fill the floor in England and I do know that Americans desperately want more of that kind of um, choreography from the late 90s mm-hmm. 2000s what do you think would make a dance genius so to speak because I see Roy and Fiona now and the things that they yeah. think of like where how did you know there was a part of your body that would fit perfectly with that part of the music? Like, where did that even come from? Masters in Line seems to have done that several times over. Uh, Rachel, you know. Uh, For me personally, or as a general dance, that is genius. Well, uh, uh, what would be an example, I guess, of uh, a, a dance that is just absolutely molded to that song? And, For me, yeah. it's, it's the music, first mm-hmm. and foremost. Um, and it, I, I personally prefer lyrical, so I, I like that type of music. But um, I think it's got it's it's got to fit. I, I, I think it's you've got to feel every step. And my my thing that I say is, if I learn a dance and I know where my foot is going next, that's perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are I, you know I have my personal choreographers that I always know where my foot's going to go next because it's choreographed so well for me personally um, and then there's the wow factor if it makes you feel good inside mm-hmm. as well um, you know if it flows um, and I think that's the whole for me that's the whole package it's got to make me go goosebumpy mm-hmm. or m- make me smile or be fun and make me look, look at other people enjoying themselves not too many arms for me personally mm-hmm. I'm not an arm perfect person not too fast because I can't dance very fast because I've got long legs. Mm. I know that feel. 
So I don't do some of the, well, I do do them, but what I'm a believer in is you learn the dance from the, chore from the choreographers. I truly don't believe you should dance like the choreographer. That might be a bit um, political, but it's what I feel. I think you learn the steps from the choreographer and learn, it, learn the stylings, then I personally think you should Make it dance nice. your way. And I have always been a rebel. Back to the country days, I was always getting told off <laughs> because I dance my way and I can't dance any other way. Um, so when, when country was country, I was smooth because mm -hmm. I can't do, you know, I don't do that kind of dancing. And say Joy Warren choreographs a 64 count dance, I can't get round that quick, so I'll turn it into a 32. It works for me, and I'm still doing the dance. Um, and I think a lot more people should do that because I, I sometimes see people trying to be something they're not, and I really want to take them to one side and say, just feel it, whatever comes. It, and I love, love, you know, watching, I mentioned Xiao Ming. Oh, I was just I about to say. I absolutely adore watching her yeah. because she feels it yourself, you know. I like people who dance for themselves, you know. I like that a lot, so. And that's me, that's what I do, I float. <laughs> How are you able to maintain stamina for dancing? I don't. No? I can answer that before you've even finished. Okay. I'm too old now. Gone are the days when I first used to come to America, I could go straight to breakfast, and now I need to be in bed like two, <laughs> three, sometimes five, occasionally. Um, I'm better in England because I don't have the jet lag. But I think once you're on that floor and the adrenaline's kicked in, you are on that floor for as long as you they play good music. Um, I try not to look at the, in England we have, um, and they're very good, systems where you can see what's online and you can see um, what's coming up for like the next 10, 15 dancers. I try not to look at that because sometimes if I don't know the next five or six and it's two o'clock in the morning, I go, mm, go to bed now. So I don't. I like the rush of not knowing what's coming next. Yeah, I certainly like that surprise yeah. factor. It's yeah. one of it's one of my favorite parts about some of the events that like JP and Louis yeah. DJ is at a certain point they stop uploading yes. that screen. Yes, mm -hmm. so like, hey, What are they going to play next? Because you're it, it adds to it that you're waiting to see what's coming on next. But it's you know I'm not knocking the idea. I think it's amazing, and it allows people to go and get lunch, and you know um, toilet breaks, whatever. And a lot of people do need that. I personally don't need it. I just go with the flow. I yeah. don't put requests in very often. I'm known for not putting requests in. Usually I only put a request in for Shiver and Shake, Deeply Completely, and Let Me Love You, and sometimes Faith and Desire. Oh. But I oh, find... Oh, that's a personal favourite. <laughs> I find if you don't request a lot, you, you get them played because you're not pestering the DJs. Mm -hmm. So I've never, ever, off any DJ, ever had my request turned down because, you know, it, you're not putting sheets and sheets and sheets in. So, yeah, I, I do know that like the the list idea was very helpful last night for 
Christopher and I, because we were in between the all request room and the yeah. main ballroom, because yeah. we were helping lead some of the Perfect dances. And so we'd Absolutely. be like, okay, so cool. We were in this room for yes. the next two songs, but then we have to be over there, so then we could talk to the DJ yeah. and be like, okay, we're going to run over this one dance, yeah. and then we'll run back. Like Eurodance, it's perfect for Eurodance, you know, because there's the two big rooms. Yeah. So or you can, Vegas. you know, they have the little, yeah, Vegas is another one. You do need them. Single rooms, I'm not so sure they work. They, they, I'm, I don't think they're always needed in a single room because yeah. you're not going anywhere else. So why right. you don't need to know three? I think so limit that. So three is like nine minutes. That's enough time to do whatever. Go get <laughs> get a beverage or use the facilities yeah, yeah. or yeah, yeah. Now, are there some songs that you find just work best late night? Because I know that there's yes. a certain rush of hearing the first notes of like "Hold Your Horses" or syncopated yes. rhythms, like "Oh boy," yes. and uh, in a, you know if they did that at you know twelve noon open dance, it'd be a little different yes. feeling. The one, the one in Britain is "Prodigy." Oh. Have you, have you have to look seen that up. Prodigy? Um, that's the one in, in England as soon as the first few notes come on everybody's up and everybody's smiling everybody has a great time that's you know like a late night dance a fun late night dance there are serious late night dancers like oh, yeah. Skinny Love is one I think which you know makes everybody um, the late what I call the late night dancers um, so yes I do think there are there is um, a different kind of dancing happens late at night mm. um, I don't like the fact and this is political, that you have to wait sometimes for certain tracks to... And we used, in, in Britain, we used to have a problem, a lot of our events, you get food, like a buffet food. Okay. Um, and in the beginning, when um, the new style of lime was happening, you had to wait for the buffet to be served, and then you got to... So you were like the buffet entertainment, you know, so... It was like the normal dancing and then the slightly advanced dances that we were starting to learn. You only got those on when people were eating. Hmm. So they'd be queuing on the da- you know, on, like around the corner of the dance floor and you were allowed to do your dances when the buffet was finished. Hmm. The dancers stopped and that's where, really where Big Dave came along to create an environment for people who wanted to do that kind of dance. Hmm. To be able to do, not just be buffet entertainment. Hmm. But I think it has spread now to late nights sometimes where, you know, you know you'll get them, but you have to stay up till one, two o'clock. Yeah, a few times I say, like, there's there's certain events that I know that I won't be needed in the ballroom until about 12. Yes, yeah. And 12 is when I'm in the yeah. ballroom yes. and getting ready for when my stuff that I, I like totally to dance. I totally understand that because um, why would you DJ and not have a full floor? Exactly. And I told you know, and if you choose, to, I mean, I can dance other things. You know, some people don't have as wide a range of dancers that they want to do. Mm-hmm. But if that's the choice, then that's what they have to do. Just like the people that do the very beginnery things, they know that they're not going to stay up late because they can't do, you yeah. know, or don't want to do the more advanced. So it works both ways, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just sometimes it would be nice for it to meet a little bit more in the middle right agreed yeah the practicality of it sometimes can make it feel predictable so Very predictable. it is it is yes. nice to have you know you've got you know lonely drum pontoon gypsy queen but then like zydeco lady some random dance out of nowhere yes. just to shake things up yes yeah. and same with classics um i think i went to um 
it was Chicago one year where they decided to, um, to put classics all night in between and it was great it was like you did like you, know, like you say the early mo the early evening dancers and then some classics and it, you know it went through the night and then the advance but the classics were there all the way through and it was such fun and everybody was having a great time you know doing the classics not requesting them they were put they were decided pre-event and put on and it was I enjoyed that and I wish they did that a little bit more and I wish the classics were taught to new dancers more yeah, that's uh, certainly a conversation we've had before, mm. but now that we're starting to like teach on the circuit and everything, we've talked about the idea of always having one classic dance that we bring yes. with us mm -hmm. to teach, just yes. so that we can keep it going, yeah. because they're classics for a reason. Yeah. And nowadays, there's still so many people who've just gotten into this that they yeah. don't know any of these classics. I know, um, I think it was... Florida Line Dance Classic last December, we had taken New Flow from Rachel. We already yeah. knew New Flow, but because it was offered and it was yes. Rachel teaching yeah. it, we're like, no, we're going to be in that class, you know, and mm -hmm. it was a full floor for this old dance yeah. that half of the floor already it became, knew. It became an early evening dance rather than the late night dance because mm -hmm. that's what happened. So, yeah, it needs that happening more. Mm -hmm. And I think if event organizers were a little bit more open to if choreographers have three teachers to dance, I think they should bring one new one, one of their classics, and they should be allowed to find something from our archives mm -hmm. to bring back as well. I don't think it's all about teaching the new, because it's diluting the choreography, and I'm sure they'd agree. You know, one good dance is better than three diluted dances. Yeah. Well, and there's certain, certain events where... You know, it, it's hard because they are required to bring all new dances that I'm have saying, never been released. Mm, because the other thing is, the second any schedule gets posted, instructors and the groups that are going to events, I know we have a couple of them, they start preparing for who's going to be at the event Absolutely. going through the dances. And so if they have their new dances... Yeah then they're going to go and learn those new dances as opposed to taking the lesson from the choreographer. Yes. Yeah. And then the choreographer has an empty class and yes. makes that yes. makes I, I look bad. Yeah. yeah, and you see, this is the thing, like, um, there was a time, and this sounds, this sounds a little... Um, I'm not being big-headed here, but at one time, um, the group that I was dancing with in England knew everything. We were, like, the top of our game. Everybody wanted to dance with us, et cetera, et cetera. And over the years now, I've got to a point where I don't always even attend workshops anymore because I think I'll wait and just see what hangs around and then I'll just learn it. I don't go to class, I haven't been to class for eight years. Um, and I don't like, personally, the feel of it at the minute. I think it's the turnover's too high. I don't remember anything. I learned dances at JG. I do not remember any of them because they, they don't review them for starters in America like they do in England you know we do them so they're in there in England here they don't you may get it once after you've learned it and that's it um, but I think the turnover's too big now so anything I've learned say in the last four or five years I have to think about when I'm dancing I don't want to think about it I want it to come from here when I hear the music I can do that with the old stuff but not the, not the new stuff yeah, we've done sort of a vetting process like that ourselves where yeah. uh, if something is being taught at one of our you know, local workshops or socials, 
if we don't learn it right then mm. and we do wait a couple months and it disappears, exactly. it's like, oh, well, then I guess we saved ourselves the, the yeah. brain space of, yeah. of confusing ourselves with another dance. Yeah, and I, I, I do think that's the way it's going for me personally. Mm-hmm. It's just, and I don't think it's fair to the choreographers either because I, I think because the turnover is so high, that's what is happening and some are getting, some really good dancers are getting lost in the ether because there's too many. Yeah. So to uh, say an event like Eurodance where they are expected to bring top, I, I can't remember, there was a lot of dancers that taught 60-something dancers. Wow. How, and all know, of them needing to be new and yeah, fresh. And there's and some good dancers that were taught there that are just never going to see the light of day because things like Blaze of Glory is just, you know... Hit the way it did. Yeah, and, you know, and I think it's really sad and I also think we should be reviving some of the good ones that have been around a long while. Mm. Yeah. That kind of slipped by, but would be amazing to bring back. Shoes of Another Man just mm. came in my head. <laughs> Joe Thompson. I love that dance. You know. Yeah, we, we, we learned that one a while ago, but again, it's one of those that's like, unless we request it repeatedly after yes. the late night dancing, yeah. it, it, we're not going to see it anywhere in the, yeah. in the States. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it doesn't happen. Yeah. And then if we don't if we don't dance it once in a while, we forget it. Like we used to know exactly. There was one yeah. dance that we loved. Uh, it was super complex, bunch of parts called "Can You This?" Yes. And I mean that was that was uh, a feat to learn. Yes. But yes. once we got it, we felt really yeah. good about it. Yeah. And then we didn't get to dance it enough. Yeah. So it would take a, a, a pretty thorough review to try to get yeah. back. <laughs> it yeah. basically a relearn. Yeah. And that's that's a problem. Social dancing, I want to social dance. I don't want to think about what I'm doing. I just want to get up there and have fun. So I'm not a big fan of evening teachers going off on a tangent. Mm. I hate the evening teachers. I don't think they should be allowed. Your brain's fried by that. <laughs> I just don't think they should be allowed, in my personal opinion. In the evening, you're there to have fun and social dancing. I don't, I don't do evening teachers because mm. my brain's not in the right space. Yeah, I would think right. like up until like maybe 3 o'clock... Then I've had to have break, and then like right after dinner, have a quick review, maybe yeah, that's of what was taught earlier, and then all social dancing. But when you're reviewing a dance at one a.m. in the morning, which I have done regularly, yeah, it's no. absolutely appalling. I'm no, just... no, it should definitely be before like eight o'clock at night. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that kind of keeps you going that gives you that extra jolt in addition to adrenaline? Um, are, th- are there any uh, favorite traveling partners that you've had or uh, a soda um, of choice that just gets you <laughs> back into the game? Um, on the soda, <laughs> uh, I'm known for my brandy hand. It's uh, My brandy hand is a gauge of how much Julie Dixon's had to drink because I have a brandy hand. Okay. So when I dance, if I sort of start off the evening, it's like that. And by 2 o'clock, it's like up here and it's hanging out, you know, like fingers... <laughs> Like my little pinkies out and everything, so that's the, that's the funny side of the soda. Um, traveling companions, yes, made lots of really, really, really good friends over the years. Um, some come and go, you know, because it's a hobby, obviously, and some people don't continue the hobby. Sometimes the friendships don't last. That, on the other hand, friendships that I've made in life, life dancing, the friends for life, um, and there are a group of. Um, people that I do travel with a lot have great fun with them think of some of them as family now um, and that's a massive part 
So the so when occasionally, as I think all of us do, when I get disillusioned, especially when um, there's a lot of politics going on within our hobby, and I think, oh, I can't do this anymore. You remember your friendships, and then remember why you're doing it in the first place. Or just get on the floor and do shiver and shake. <laughs> and, then, and then I remember why I started, and then it just puts me back in the good place. Because, we, you know, it, it is difficult. We, every hobby has politics. It's just managing to stay away from that, mm-hmm. which is difficult to time. So, uh, speaking of family, <laughs> I am very envious of the fact that you get to share such a wonderful passion with your daughter. Yeah, it's a big bond with us. How much traveling to the same events do you guys get to do? Not so much now because I've lost her to Ireland <laughs> and her fiance, Darn you, Fred. Fred Whitehouse. Um, but we've been, she's been dancing since she was six, and um, we've travelled everywhere. The only place I haven't travelled with her is Australia, and Fred got that one, which I'll never forgive him for. Um, but we are great friends as well. And I know some people say you shouldn't be friends with your children, but Georgina and I our friends as well um, and she's my mum on the weekends she doesn't even call me mum on the weekends she calls me Julie because I don't answer to mum <laughs> and she I looks after fair. everybody she, um, she doesn't do the late nights so she puts turns my bed down puts my face Aww. wipes on the bed puts the PJs in the bathroom with the bathroom light on because we're not allowed to make any noise um, and I do miss having her but I'm really happy that she's in the next stage of her life as well um, well, if you're going to so, lose her to someone, at least it's Fred, right? Yeah. Because um, then you gain him, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I've loved that I've been able to do this for the last 20-odd 20 20 odd years with her. And I don't think she'll ever leave it. Well, she's not going to leave it now. <laughs> with a Fred. Over. But I don't think she ever would if she'd have, you know, met somebody outside. I think it's in your blood if you've been doing it since being young. So, so That's yeah, really I, cool. I'm really happy that I've had to share that with My eldest daughter used to dance, just as a footnote. Um, with like Rob and Rachel right in the beginning she danced before Georgina but she got to 16 and discovered boys oh uh, so she packed they up always get in the way yeah <laughs> so she does cheerleading though so yeah so both my girls I dance with them oh, my husband cool. doesn't though two left feet that's actually happened at uh, we have Sonoma State Line Dance Club that's happened on campus before where People will be into it, and they'll learn every dance, and they'll say, "Oh, give us, give us more counts, you know, give us this faster track." And then they get a significant other. And yes. They find other things to yes. do. <laughs> stay which, home and watch. I totally get. Yeah. But yeah. I think you can make if you really want to, you can make room for everything. I think you so. might have to change the way that you do it. Obviously, you know, Georgina can't travel like Fred does, so she can't accompany him on everything. Right. Um, but I think if you really want to, you'll find a way. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you've got that passion, you can't, you can't not do it. Mm-hmm. But you're right with the youngsters, particularly. They do drop out if they, you know, sometimes it's not suitable mm-hmm. with a non-dancer because it's a strange world to understand. It is. it is, and to be fair, some of us that make that mistake when we're younger find our way back <laughs> and vow to never do it again. Oh, that's true. That happens in England. It does happen in England. Yeah, I definitely found it when I was 18, left it for about 12 years and came back and went, no, sorry, you take me with all of my crazy world and all of my amazing family across the globe, or nothing. (laughs) And it happens with choreographers. Sometimes choreographers are burnt, you know, they burn out, so they'll take a break, but 
they you know they come back in and you know Rob Fowler's an example mm. um, you know I'm sure Craig Bennett will eventually rejoin because he's been dancing since he was a young boy as well so you know you can dip in and out as your life you know people have babies or whatever you know look Rachel Rachel will be back well Rachel's never really gone but um, you know people will have families and will come back into it and I love seeing children in the dance room you know like when Laura has um, right. the baby you know in the with its own headphones and, and we have um, yes. a little mention to a, a dear friend of mine you know we have um, Blaine and oh, name's gone now what do they call Dave Morgan's little girl Blair um, have you seen when the no, girl from yet. England um, they've been dancing since inside the womb mm-hmm. basically and then as soon as they were born so Maddie yeah <laughs> so you know I like to see the little ones on the dance floor as well mm-hmm. it's nice to see next generation mm-hmm. yeah yeah I know uh, our first visit to Fun in the Sun having all those kids classes was yeah. definitely interesting because yeah. a lot of people joke about us being the kids um, yeah and to then actually have real kids and they're like I, f- I felt their yeah. energy and their passion so it's like I kind of understood why yeah. certain people were talking about us in that kind yeah. of energy given way and it's just really cool to see young kids yeah. so into it yeah because you're like yes this is something that you can enjoy until yeah. you're 70 80 90 yeah. years old and you don't get that in England unfortunately it's just with with a few exceptions it's just basically the people who were dancing 24 5 years ago are still really just the same people that are dancing <laughs> now you know um, I'm just about surviving because I, I was younger then but you know those those people who were, who were my age then they may be older physically but mentally they're still, you know they're still doing what they did back then it's just that they have, they've got to adapt, but with no new blood coming in. In the UK, it's really hard to get youngsters. It's got it's got a really bad stigma as line dancing. That um, country stuff. Yeah. That's what we get here too. Yeah, but your country stuff's cool. <laughs> I'd be quite happy to be a bar dancer. Absolutely no problem whatsoever. <laughs> it's the type of country dancing that's done in the UK, and it's like taught in like old people's homes and. It's got an older, an older image okay. in, in the UK, so you can't attract youngsters. They just laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there was definitely a time, and I was teaching um, some girls that I was, I was a youth advocate for. Their ages are about fourteen to eighteen, and when they first heard that I was going to be teaching them line dancing, they're like, "Oh, that country," and then you know, vanity. Um, and they would laugh and they wouldn't take it seriously until like a month in. All of a sudden, they were starting to have fun because I was bringing in the modern music yes. and the fun music that they're like, wait, there's a dance to this? Yeah. I was like, yes, Fred and Darren have taken care of you. Don't worry. I you think know. the best way, I know it's difficult sometimes letting people in, but I think if people are allowed to see us, not all events, because some events it will backfire because yes. it's still that kind of look. But I, you know, if in England, because we're single room events usually, you will get people um, coming to look. I know you can't let them in as such, but you know we're always welcome and say, yeah, come in and take a look. And they always they always go, 
wow, that is nothing like what we thought. Mm -hmm. You know, and they, they're taking that away and then they'll go and tell other people, which is good. I wish we could do that a little bit more, but any social media, any TV, it's always that portrayal of um, fringe tops, cowboy hats, checked tops, you know, it's like, it doesn't do us any favours. Yeah, the cowboy boots. Yeah. It's, like, it's funny, um, we were I've never worn a cowboy lip hat in my life. Right. <laughs> um, I had to, but that was because I was on a... Cow and that's no offence, Christopher, sorry. <laughs> oh, what sorry. I mean is, <laughs> what I meant is, I was a country dancer, Yeah. but I never wore anything like that. I just wore normal jeans and a top. You don't, yeah. you know, don't. If people want to do it, let them, but don't think everybody's doing it, yeah, you right. know. You can do what you want and wear what you want. And people yeah. do. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's one of the fun things I like. I like looking at all the different footwear at yes. the events. Because yeah. you'll still get those few people that dance in their country boots yeah but then you'll have like the slippers you'll have the jazz shoes the jazz tennies you'll have the boots you'll exactly. have the sandals exactly i was one of the first in my area to dance in uh, do you have a brand called freed mm, no um, it's a ballroom shoe long before we wore shoes and i couldn't dance in cowboy boots because i danced on my toes really high on my toes and i couldn't get the flexibility and back then you could really only get like the Wrangler soft this is going right back to the beginning just never found any so I went to ballroom shoes so I was actually dancing in country clubs in freed suede lace up shoes and that was long before um, you know all the shoes that you know Are we get on the diamante shoes and everything that's so. cool yeah I, I have the same problem which is why I as soon as I found out I didn't have to dance in cowboy boots, I was like, yeah. they're going in the closet. I just can't have <laughs> to feel the floor. Mm. Um, that's my that's my big thing. And I constantly, like, I know it sounds awful, but I, my, sometimes the ends of my toes bleed because I'm that eye up on my toes and it's just constant rubbing on the floor. But I have to feel the floor. If I can't feel the floor, I can't dance. So now, question for you, and it's totally personal, but... Um, I've noticed that I went a couple months without dancing at one of these events because there was like some time in between when I was traveling. Yeah. And now I've done two weekends back to back and like the ball of my foot yeah. is so raw. Do yeah. you have any like thing that you do to help maintain the health of your foot? Well, I'm not getting paid for this advert, but there is a magic cream that is amazing called, it's called Magic Feet. It's by Palmer, Palmer, I think it's Palmer. Um, and it's like a paraffin okay. based cream that's absolutely amazing no matter how drunk, how tired, whatever put it on your feet before you go to bed I swear by it the other thing is the hot tub at the end of the night Oh, oh. yes. I, yep. joking aside it's the best thing you can do Oh yeah. and even if there's not a hot tub we have bathtub parties where we just all sit around the bathtub and get the moisture back in our feet um, obviously take care of your feet when you're not dancing I do have problems I can't dance in a flat shoe I get I get Achilles tendon Okay. so I have to have a heel, a heel. Um, but I think we really do have to take care of our, our feet I think the type of floor makes a big difference if you're on tiles your knees are shot at um, I have terrible trouble with put together floors or what you know, yeah. these kind of floors in England we don't have those much they're full wood floors because we don't have the, the you know the footage of floor like you do um, 
that they ruin my shoes. They, oh yeah, with the lips them, and the screws. Yeah. And yeah, but you, you, but there's nothing you can do about the back to backs. You're just, you just have to yeah. put up with the pain really and not walk for a week after the weekend. <laughs> right. over. But you know, I think going to bed and just making sure that you you do something to your feet before you get in bed on the dance weekends makes it be huge. Yeah, I know in, in Vegas, I went, because I, they have that, uh, the bath bomb store in the hotel. Yeah. I will stop and I will get some. Yes. And then right before bed, I will drop a few yeah. in the tub and we'll sit there on the yeah. ends of the tub just with yeah. our feet in the tub and just being like, okay. Yeah. Winding down, decompressing as well, because, mm. you know, sometimes those events, you're just so stimulated too. Yeah. It takes some time. Yeah. It keeps you up later, but it's totally worth it. Like, yeah, the absolutely. Your sleep I have your a, day will improve. I have kind of a, a late night routine that um, I have a cut off point for drinking um, because I don't think it's good to drink just before you go to bed. So and then, so the drink is cut off, and then as you say, the dancing. I cannot go to bed straight from dancing because I'm just pumped. So you know, there's a cut off point for the dancing, then it's the pool, and then we usually just open. I don't know if you've heard about my famous skip rat parties, skip wrap parties. No. So basically we just open the fridge. Uh, I sit in front of the fridge and we just eat whatever's available and we make sandwiches and we use key cards to spread the butter and <laughs> we just put rubbish stuff our faces with carbs and salt. Yeah, that sounds like my kind of party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no alcohol or anything, just... Definitely, my kind like, of party. And it, it, it sorts me out. And then the last thing, two ibuprofen before I go to sleep, whether I've got a headache or not. And then I wake up in the morning, ready to do it all again. Well, apart from my eyes, that never open. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you have to do certain things to be able to survive on the weekends, definitely. And yeah. sometimes, if you don't do that, then you pay the price. Mm-hmm. Not very often, I don't. I try to, I'm quite regimented with what I do. That's good. So... You mentioned that the UK is easier for travel than coming all the way out here, and I'm yeah. wondering, what is it that brings you to the further away events? What makes it worth it? What is the selling point that says, yep, I'm going to do that huge length of time yeah. flight and uh, jet lag okay. and all that other stuff? I'm going to get in trouble here now. I prefer the dancing here. I prefer the music. Um, I, I like that there is no, no judging. There's um, no divides. Um, it's very accepting. I think um, Americans are very accepting of people. This is just my viewpoint, and I'm going to get berated for it. Um, I just think you could... You, you, Everybody talks to everybody. Everybody introduces herself. Everybody mixes. Everybody's curious about your background, wants to chat. I don't always find that in England. I think you, they stay in tighter little groups in England. Um, so I, I just feel um, that I can be more like me here. And I love the size of the dance floors. We don't get that in England. We're tiny. Hotel rooms to die for. If you come to England, you will know what I mean. Yeah, we've heard, we've heard stories. <laughs> yes, the food, it's everything. The service, you know, anybody in service here is so polite. Um, is you know interested in their jobs in England? No, you know everything's. Although I must say the the hotels that we use, the staff are like family, 
and they're amazing and they join in and everything but I mean just in general in the UK restaurant service you know anything like that is so much worse than here so it's, it's the whole thing but the actual dancing just the dancing it's the size of the floors the music so much better because I think in England we have a lot of like chart music okay um, whereas here it's just good music good country um, you know the swing music late at night that kind of, that's another thing um, that you can swing if you want to you can two step if you want to don't get that in England at a line event yeah you were saying how there's the events very specific for just the two yes. step versus the line versus yeah. that kind of stuff yeah. Um, yeah. And that's definitely one of the things that I, I very much enjoy about our events is that I do feel like there is something for everyone Absolutely. at these kind of events. Absolutely. Yeah. Which where in England you would have to pick what kind of an event to go to in England. You know. Whereas here, every event does everything. Because mm-hmm. I remember a funny story is the first time that I went to the Tampa event before it moved to Florida. So somebody told me Tampa's the place that um, older people go to when they retire. Snowbirds? Yeah. Yeah? Snowbirds are the type of people that if they are in a hot place, or it gets really, really hot in the summertime, they'll go to a cooler place, and vice versa, when they're in a cold place, they'll travel to a warmer place during the summer. So... So this is what I was told, that the Tampa event um, is going to be full of snowbirds. In other words, people of a a certain age who have retired. So I had kind of like preconceptions, blown away. And they were were older people. So I remember walking in and thinking, oh, you know, this is going to be more like um, an improver weekend, if you will. No, (laughs) they knew everything from... You know, they were up for every guy. You know, age did not matter. In England, it does. It's more that it would be like that. It would be an improver weekend. You know, they're specific to them. Um, there are certainly a few companies. A lot of the line dance events in England are run by companies. Okay. Um, and there's a big one that line dancers have just linked up with called Kings Hill. Now, I personally um, wouldn't attend a Kings Hill weekend because, you know, they're just not for me. Um, I probably wouldn't really dance very much, but they are packed solid because with that, the right type of people, just like they wouldn't come to um, maybe a new line event, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. But you don't get that here. So I went to Tampa and had the best time ever, <laughs> you know, and yeah, I had a preconception of what it was going to be like before I went. Um couple of questions before the next round of workshops start in case there was anything you wanted to see out there. Um, one, what is the best way that people could contact you? Me, yes. personally. If they wanted to send you a question um, or Two ways. Um, well, obviously email, WhatsApp, social media. Um, I also have um, a business page on Facebook. Oh. I make fairies. I make fairies and unicorns. Um, really? Which I take, yes, yeah, it's quite big in England. But I can't bring them here. Actually, there's some Americans here who bought some at Eurodance. So I got into that because I retired, well, didn't retire. I finished my office job, which was really stressful. I had a good, do you call them golden handshakes? 
Um, oh, like when they make sure that you're taking care of payment. way out. So I took okay. that because I had enough. And um, I was supposed to go find a job after 12 months, and, just, and I did go crazy. And a few people vouched me on that, that I was in <laughs> America once a month at least for 18 months. And um, went crazy for a week. I had my gap year at 53, and then thought, actually, I don't want to go back to work, but how do I get some money to do dancing? So I've always done this, and so I, I took the risk, uh, and, I, and I do really well. So I take them to events in England, and um, so I, anything fairies, unicorns, fairy houses. So you can contact me through that page, my personal page, um, just any, any way, any kind of social media um, route, really. Apart from Snapchat, I'm not, I'm not very good on snap, Snapchat. <laughs> can't it's work okay, it. Neither am I. I can't work <laughs> it out. Um, or email, really. And uh, for people who have their pen and paper ready, what would the email address be uh, all spelled out? My email address? Yes. Tigsyuk at birdiemedia.com. Hmm. T I G S Y U K at Virgimedia. Tigsy. Is there a story behind that? <laughs> just no. No? Just, okay. No. No. I used to have a cat called Tigsy. Okay, there but it is. Apart from that, no. Okay. If there's a message that you could transmit to all the line dancers out there, just throughout the world, something for them to think about uh, as they're hanging out with their cat one day and, and they're just. You know, talking to it and, and saying, you know, I heard this really interesting thing that Julie Dixon said. Here it is. What would that be? Keep it fun. That's the top one with me. Um, just be friendly to each other. Um, remember, you know, it's a hobby. It's not the end of the world. Um, don't judge. Be accepting. Um, I think that's the main thing for me that... Um, and have the passion. I think if the passion dies, and you know that's what I was saying about sometimes I get disillusioned. It's keep the passion, and, and yeah, and and let's not be political. It's dancing at the end of the day, and be more accepting of people on the dance floor. Um, you know, the worst thing I I feel is I get I my confidence is shot at if I know if I get on the floor and I'm dancing at something they walk away from me. You know, that kind of, for different reasons. We've gotten that before. You know, either because, and sometimes it's genuine reasons. I The way that I dance, I hold my beats as long as possible, which is equally as off-putting for some people as being ahead of the beat. I can't, I, I struggle with people that are ahead of the beat, but I, uh, and people like Debbie Rushton, who's a good friend, you know, we hold our beats, as our feet, as long as we possibly can to every note. And I suppose people that, um, on, on like that do find it difficult but it, I find it really upsetting when somebody vacates the line because they don't want to dance next to me um, and I think we're not tolerant you know there are situations where you know I hear it and they'll go people go you know and I'm like I love it right. like, you know I'm the complete opposite of that I just love different you know and I love people who are just in their own space and and that kind of thing, and I just wish we were a bit more accepting of that kind of thing, and also that the speed of the releases slows down. That would make me very happy. 
Do you have any questions before I get to my micro question? Nope. Go for, <laughs> go for the easiest question you're ever going to ask. If you had one dance that you could recommend for everyone to learn that would just make them happier, more fulfilled people, what would that dance be? It wouldn't be a line dance. Really? But it's one that is big at events where I am. And it's the, well, you, I don't know what you call it, the boat dance. Oh, where they all it, sit down. Yeah, and do I, I know that's not probably what you wanted to hear, but that's what pops into my head. Because when we first started coming over from the UK, we brought these stupid British dancers. <laughs> and ups upside your head yeah. makes me smile because you get people who you would never, ever expect to get up and do it on the floor. And when sometimes when I'm leading... And I'm looking, and you know, you get these people and their smiles on their faces. Can't get up afterwards, you know, you have to get them like. <laughs> but they've had the best time ever, and they always remember that. Oh, yeah. And that's really strange because I know you asked about a line dance. That counts. You led it at um, uh, Windy City Line Dance Mania that one night uh, just last year. Yeah. yeah. With Simon. Yeah, and it is something that it does make me smile. I also like to handbag dance, purse dance. It's something you don't do here don't very know often, what that is. and we do that as well. So if you see me getting up with my handbag, I put my handbag on the, my purse on the floor. You'll see people that know us; they all flock over, and we all dance around the handbag. That's what we do in England. Oh. So we do normal dancing around the handbag. Ah. Oh, like a, like in like, a circle. Yeah. Okay. And just oh, it, it breaks the ice with people, and sometimes people with no confidence, it makes them feel wonderful. Yeah. Um, so it's not just about dancing in the line it, mm. sometimes it's about that community spirit barn dance I love the barn oh. dance to, mm. to bring people together mm. I like to start you know and see the floor all doing that and then yeah we got to do that at mm. uh, Vegas last year mm, and it's yeah. just anything that makes people smile you know I know we've got the ones you know like I learned Ryan Fiona's today and that's very deep and you know really gets in there but you balance that off by some of the really silly fun ones like party time and um, you know la, la, oh yeah party night and um, you know that kind of thing you know there's one that I didn't really I didn't get it when I first saw it uh, I didn't I didn't connect with it but lately I've been teaching it because it's a little weird it's not what people would expect uh, it's called Dem Jeans oh, by it's one of my favourite yeah. I, lo I love line soul. That's a whole other story. I like soul line. It's is a favorite of mine. Yeah, and when I first saw that, I thought this is odd. This soul is food. totally different. Soul food's amazing. Hmm. Um, yeah. That makes people smile. Yeah, the um, dim jeans. I was trying to explain it to a few people before his lessons. I'm like, it's kind of like the wobble of line yeah, the dance. Wobble. The wobble gets it's where everybody going. can do it. And you can have fun doing it and enjoy it, and yeah. There's another great one that I like with that same sort of feel, which is called TNT. I don't know mm. if you've seen that. I've heard of it. Yeah, that's like that's came from the Soul World, um, and that's really good to get people up. Um, just anything that makes people join in, really. Um, I don't like to see just four or five people on the dance floor, and I don't want to be one of four or five people on the dance floor either. So. You know, the floor fillers. Although sometimes I think 50 Ways needs to just take a back seat occasionally. Because that can be on too much. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for You're sitting welcome. down and, and chatting with us. 
uh, here at, at Northwest Line Dance Blast in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I guess until next time, Megan and I will see, see you, you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.